before I read um, The Four Agreements. Yeah, that's the first book I read. I forgot all about it though. I don't. I can't even recall anything of it. I gotta tap back into that one. But like a lot of uh, what's in the Mastery of Love is almost similar. Just obviously different author, different philosophies. But the way of a superior man, like that. That's that book is um, like a blueprint how you should approach relationships and within yourself and your mm-hmm. goals and life work balance. And like that. And also for um, I I I, I uh, reference this book to women too. Like you know. If you have a, a transactional man or insecure man and you're tired of dealing with those type of men, read that book and it will easily identify the type of man that you need. Because mm-hmm. that book really confirms like a man, like mm-hmm. a legit how a man should be. That's why the book's called The Way of a Superior Man, mm-hmm. not a weak man, mm-hmm. not a transactional man, not an insecure man. But we, I mean, we all have those like traits in certain different aspects of insecurities. Mm-hmm. But do you want to be like that all your life or are you trying to work through those things, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to like be the man that you, everybody tries to say they are mm-hmm. like everybody tries to be like, I'm an alpha. I'm a shut up. <laughs> yeah. Be quiet uh, because I red I, pill. Yeah. Red pill, or like blue pill. <laughs> like if we have like a real deal conversation about some shit or, you know, let events and situations show you in a relationship and it will show you that you're not what you think you are. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to, show this image that you're this and that. But then when times get tough or your girl takes a picture with a celebrity, now you want to get in your feelings. So you're not a man. Like you're still a little boy. Like, yeah. And it's fine. Like You know everybody has their own, their own insecurities, but you got to work through it. And like that book, The Way of a Superior Man, put things in perspective. That's the first book that I read fully um, that uh, Nipsey Hussle referenced. And I remember like reading that book, and that's what kind of framed the way I am in my relationship right now because of that book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that book did a lot of great things, which which was um, having the respect for myself, and then the woman, my woman, having the respect for me, based on those philosophies of like, you know, how a man should be, which is like loving, um, loving with no conditions, um, try their best to not judge. I mean, I still do, you know, there's certain moments where it might, my emotions might get the best, but it's so rare though. Like it's like once every blue moon like that, I, I might get triggered. But I instantly come back and be like, hey, that's on me. Like, that's not you. Like, that was my emotions talking. That was my insecurity or something in the past that happened to me in a relationship that I'm doing to you. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys don't do that. Yeah. A lot of guys will just blame it on the woman. Like, you made me do this. You, 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 right? But it's like, no, 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 it's you. You know what I mean? Like, you got to look in the mirror. And so that's what I did, and that book does that for you. Like, really makes you look in the mirror and basically, like, take accountability. Because you got all the power. You're the man in the relationship, right? Exactly. And, like, it doesn't. you don't have to be an actually gendered man, but, like, the superior person. Like, you are the conscious one, the more aware one, especially as men, too. Like, you are very, very naturally born logical. But it doesn't mean you're, you're not emotion emotionless. You still have emotions, but... Our brains are and like the male body and the way evolution was like you have this primitive thing of like a hunter gatherer nurturer so, like you know um if somebody breaks into your house you're gonna step up to the plate you gotta take the initiative you know be proactive mm-hmm. the women are made to nah, i don't want to say made i'm sorry like the the women's role from back then and as a man in a relationship you're supposed to be the protector I mean, yeah, we try to... Also, there's a lot of pros and cons with that. We yeah. always try to fix shit. Sometimes we don't just listen to the... Like, <laughs> sometimes women just want to be, like, listened to, heard. They let let them heard. gossip. Let them talk about work and stuff like that. But then we're so logic. Like, we're like, how about you just stop talking to her? Like, stop talking to that person. Just leave the room. Like, no, 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 no. Like, sometimes they just want you to listen. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's sometimes, like, that's my struggle with my lady, too. I'm just always trying to give advice. I'm trying to be the fixer to the problem. Sometimes they just want to be heard. So, th- and then that's where like that balance of your logic and emotions have to come into play. Understanding your woman, understanding women, but most likely, like, what benefits you is understanding um, by observing and seeing what they need by asking too. Like sometimes I'll, I'll ask Selena, not all the time, but I'll tell her like, "Do you want me just to listen, or do you want me to, like to like give you advice?" Because huh. sometimes I'll just try to listen, and she'll be like. Like, she'll stop talking, and she'll look at me, 
and I just won't say nothing. She's like, you got nothing to say? I'm like, sometimes I don't know if you want me just to listen or if I should <laughs> say something because when I say something, you, uh, it, it's uh, sometimes I'm too blunt, like too mm -hmm. honest because I hate seeing people who I love struggle or like um, have these like mental barriers that's causing them stress or something. Mm -hmm. For me, logically, it's like no reason. You don't have to deal with that. You know you can just walk out the room. Mm -hmm. You know you can just turn off the phone. You know you don't have to reply. You know what's understood doesn't have to be explained. You don't have to debate. You don't have to do these things. But sometimes they love that. So, yeah. so I, I, you got to let them be and just like, I'm here when you need something. So like if you need some advice or you want to actually work through this or how it's going is going good, then, you know, you know, by like, what was it called? Like bygones be bygones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Week. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Welcome back to self-revelations. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to keep going. That was going good, though. We were going yeah, in. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. I'm putting that all in there, too. That was good, though. No, um, no. welcome back to self-revelations. It's your boy, b Dab, And I'm Juan Moreno. Uh, we're back at it like a crack addict. I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're we're back. Um, you know, it's you know, it's been a a, a long two weeks. Um, we kind of wanted that last episode to kind of sit and resonate with you guys. Um, got a lot of good positive feedback from that, and I feel like that was the one that. We kind of needed to let Sid. I know how, how you kind of talked to me and sh and and expressed how you know important that one was to you. And I I felt like that one had a lot of gems in it as well. So I'm letting it to sit and and you know the views the views were high. It was higher than some of our other ones. Just letting it sit for and the feedback more days. though. Yeah, there's a lot of messages that we got back, even like on the TikTok pages or Instagram. Like we did get a lot of individual messages like. Like this podcast, like I like a lot of the comments that we get too. They were like, "Oh, I I wish people would talk about that type of stuff more," or like not just like what I talked about, but what you talked about. It was like there's a whole bunch of things that a whole bunch of topics and conversations on that podcast that a lot of people are like people don't talk about that stuff. So that was pretty good too. The feedback of the episode too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Finally, finally at 300 subscribers, 300. bro. 300. We're at 302. I, I, I couldn't believe it. 303. I feel like we just got 303. I feel like we just got to like 200. Didn't you think it spiked? Like when we got to 200, it got to 300 super fast. This episode, um, I got to look at the metrics, but it went, this episode gained us 30 subscribers. That's wild. Mm. That's actually crazy. And then like, like looking at the social medias and stuff like that, like, I don't know why I was just on there the other day. I was just on there, like, scrolling, looking at stuff. And I was just like, bro, like, like from our followers on TikTok. TikTok is amazing, bro. I love that app. Um, and IG, like, how fast, like, think about six months getting it to 3,200 followers. Like, that's wild. That's wild. wild. And in all different areas, too. So, I, I just, I man, the growth is, like, the growth is real, bro. Mm -hmm. And. And like like you said, the feedback, and then I just check my, uh, you know how you can look and see like um, all your requests, like your DM requests. Mm -hmm. I just went in my DM request, and there was a whole bunch of like, like people like tagging us or like, um, or like sending messages about the clips that that we post, and I didn't even know, bro. Oh, like I wasn't wow. even replying, and I seen them all late, and they were like four months old, three months old. Holy, it shit. was crazy. But I'm like, dang, like. Like I was like, that's why I wasn't getting no like like actual clips on my like personal pages and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But it's cool like hearing people and you know some of the stuff I post, um, like some of your clips, like people were hitting me like, oh my god, like like bro's been through a lot or like I love what you guys are doing and you know and we're just being us. So and it's not like 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 behind the camera there's like like a teleprompter <laughs> telling us what to say. Like we're like we freestyle we we saying like we're speaking our truth and saying like what we're living like currently. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just amazing to see and amazing to be a part of, bro. Yeah. I think it provides a lot of value when we speak of like our own personal experience. We're not talking about celebrities. We're not talking about sports or like all these other things. I mean, we love to talk about those things. Right. Yeah. But like, um, I mean, our podcast is definitely based off the conversations that we have of like regular conversations to try to like work through or like talk about our success or, or some failures or whatever, um, excuse me, whatever like mental barriers we have, like the fact that we are so vulnerable on the podcast and we're not even like, 
I mean, I'm like definitely opening up too, and you're definitely opening up a lot too. Like the last few episodes has been. I mean, you've been since the beginning. It's been like a each episode you're starting to get. Um, I don't want to say confident, but like you're starting to no confident for sure. Is it confidence? Yeah, I don't know if that was the right it's word. Com- it's confidence and com- <clears throat> comfortability mm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if you watch like the old episodes, bro. I don't even want to. <laughs> In my opinion, because I'm like hard on myself atrocious because <laughs> it, it'll be like some episodes where like he'll be opening up about stuff you'll be talking about stuff and i'm just like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay no nah, for real and i was like i was like looking back at him i was like bro it's so like i can't i go back and watch like hey, that's hard though you know what i mean because like I, I i don't um i don't really see the outside of some of the things that i talk about that is like I usually get the feedback from other people, even family members. They'll be like, they won't say it like straightforward, but they will be like, man, you talk about some stuff that like, basically what I, what I, what I, when I read the energy, they're like, you're saying too much mm-hmm. or like you're, you're putting yourself out there too much or you're opening yourself to judgment. And so like, when I talk about these things too, I think about it. Like, have you, some of the things that I've talked that I've talked about, have you had conversations with other people that would talk about those things? As a man, actually, not. I mean, I know women are more open. Thank, to um, thankfully, help um, us. I've definitely opened up and talked about a lot of stuff with, like, you know, like past partners, like you, um, like my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Jesse, um, you know, Coop, um, and talked about things. And I have, like, you know, I have people in my circle that are like, like, I feel like I can talk about anything. With. I don't feel like there, like, there's gonna be any type of judgment. And sometimes even when you feel like there's going to be judgment from maybe your friend, the whole time you're just all just in your head. Like you're just thinking that they're going to judge you based off what you're going to say. In all reality, they might be sympathetic and, you know, be right there with you for support. So it's just all about like actually talking about it. And I think that was the hardest thing for me is like actually coming out of my comfort zone because you think about when you're talking about stuff on the podcast, it's out there. Like it's on the Internet and you're like – like it's it's there you know what i'm saying like everybody's gonna know it's like talking to, talking about your your like everything that you're dealing with in an auditorium full of people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because it's it's a plethora of people that are gonna view that it's a plethora of people that are gonna see that clip or the podcast or our page but like you said like a lot of people are dealing with those same things so you don't know who you're gonna influence even if it's only a couple people yeah there's a clip that i posted yesterday that i was talking about um Oh, uh, what I say? Something in the words of sometimes it takes like a health scare, a diagnosis, somebody in your family to happen for you to wake up and realize what's really important. For some reason, when I was making that clip, I was like, I don't know if a lot of people are going to relate to this. Or I had like this, like I was getting self-conscious. I was like, I don't know if I should post this one. I was like, I don't know if it's going to help anybody or if this is going to be a value. And then I was like, you know what, just post it. And I posted it, and then I got a couple of feedback from a few few people that we know. They were like, man, this hit me right in the feelings. I mean, someone one of one of the guys that we know posted it, and he said that in the caption, like, this hit me right in the heart. <clears throat> and I was like, damn. Like, you sometimes, even I catch myself that a lot of your experience, the things that you talk about, can affect one person, like, can help one person or hear it will bring him back to a certain moment. They were like, damn, I got through that. Or like, you know, I'm going through that right now. Or I know somebody that's going through it. Like our experiences, we have a lot more relatable things that we've been through that a lot of people can relate to when we talk about it. Like they'll, they hear it and they understand, wow, I went through the same thing too. Or like they'll message us, like I'm going through that right now. Like our experiences are, it's a human experience that, that we're sharing. That a lot of people, not everyone, but most are, like, going through. Yeah, facts, facts. It's crazy how much, like, like, dang, like, you put, you throw, throw out, like, the stuff that you've been through, you're going through, and you see a lot of people, like, relate. It's just crazy to see, like, damn, all these people went through this, too? I'm not alone, like, dealing with this shit? Like, it's, it's just wild to see, and... And like it's encouraging too. Like, dang, I'm not the only one. You feel what I'm saying? Like, 
especially with a lot of the stuff that we talked about. So it's it's definitely, you know, and, and, and there's plenty more stuff that we're going to talk about that we haven't touched on. I know especially with me, um, you know, stuff that I've talked to you about that we haven't talked about in the podcast. And, you know, I just feel like the sky's the limit for, like, how much, how, like, our plethora of, of content that we can create or stuff that we can address to help other people. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like all of the, the podcasts that we do is timeless. Like, you can go five years from now and watch the same podcast and grab some gems from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's stuff that when, when I'm watching the rewatching the podcast, like, I'll catch that either I said or you said that I didn't remember while we were recording it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, yeah, you know, this what we're doing right now is, is timeless, bro. Yeah. Also, too, it makes me, like, um, it's easier for me to do this and talk about, like, my experience, too, is because, yeah, I might be feeling, going through whatever emotion situation at that time or that episode or that week or that year. But, like, you sent me um, a a great quote, too, that I kind of live by as well from Carl Jung. He says, uh, like, I'm not what happened to me. And, like, like, I'm not my thoughts. You know what I mean? I'm not my emotions. I'm not my situation that happened at a certain time. Cause life goes on. You know, like we're we're quantum beings that are constantly changing and going through. Like our, we're creating new cells every day. We're shedding skin. Like we're always like changing. Like just because I felt a certain way last week doesn't mean I feel the same way now. You know what I mean? Like that last episode. Like I was like really struggling going through those thoughts and working through it and then talking about it openly. Within a span of a week. I mean, I've been dealing with that my whole life, but like actually putting it on the podcast and then telling my closest people that had no idea, like sharing that, like took a whole bunch of weight on my shoulders. Now I don't bear, I don't, um, I don't have those same emotions that I did a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna hold this, it's a whole different day, it's a whole different time, it's a whole different space where I'm at. Like then that's how I carry myself. So I'm able to talk about these things. Because at the end of the day, it's not who I am. I might have experienced it. I might have those emotions. But at the end of the day, it's not fully me. I'm constantly changing. So it's easy for me to talk about these things because then it kind of removes the judgment. I'm not really worried about judgment. People are going to say, you know, whatever the hell they want to say. They're just speaking about how they feel about my – they're giving their opinion. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I could give a fuck about your opinion, to be honest. Like, I really don't. The only people I really care about their opinion is the people that are really, really close to me. But if you have some negative shit to say, like, I just know that um, it's a reflection of you, not me. Like, it, it helped me talk about that stuff. And then it also is going to help other people. I'm about that, like, that circle of, like, helping people. Anybody else who has, like, any type of judgment, I created a good, like, boundary of understanding the way how people operate. So it kind of like, you know, it's not going to get inside my head too much. I might get, I might read a negative comment and I might like breeze through. I might think about it for like a few seconds, but then I remind myself like for a person to say something negative about somebody or to comment or go out, go out of their way to say something negative. I just rather have more empathy and just, you know, who God knows what's going on in their life Mm -hmm. to, you know, take the opportunity to put their two cents into like how my approach or how I live my life. Like, you know, for me, it's like, good luck. You know, I love you. I hope you drive safe. I hope you get home to your family. I hope, you know, life goes well for you, but uh, I will move on. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and like, you know, make myself feel bad for who I am and who I'm trying to be. Exactly. You know, just, that's how you're using moving. your energy. Like you own TikTok, Instagram, commenting, on 47 accounts <laughs> saying anything negative you can say, you can say yeah gender reveal gender reveal i'm having twins broke nigga you ain't got no money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like come on bro yeah like it's and it's crazy and it's like kind of like it's kind of crazy cuz it's kind of like kind of like the culture of of how how social media is going there's like those spam accounts or those accounts that are like being made like people are actually behind those accounts like just being toxic because they don't have a face behind it they're not gonna there's no consequence for having those type of pages like they're not gonna get punched in the mouth for saying certain things and you know you you get put in the actual real life social environment that person might not say one percent of the things that they say online so and you know even if it's like something like major like mocking someone's death or 
a death in the family or somebody going through something. You know, it's just, it, it's crazy to me to, to actually see, like, through our generation, you know, coming up through uh, with us, like, you know, we had MySpace. That was, like, the start of it. And then, you know, going to Facebook, IG, all that. And just seeing now, like, just imagine a kid, like, from age seven on has social media. Like, imagine what that does to their mental health. Like, if they're made fun of, like, maybe the way that they dress or or maybe you know, something like t- the Tom Brady thing. Like, he like he kissed his son on the lips. And people were talking about that. Like, yo, you kiss your son? Like, like well, that is his child, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, come on now. Like, bro, that is his, that's his baby. That's his, like, you know, th- w- w- like, that's his... His his loves of his life that's his 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 offspring, bro. Mm-hmm. Like and just because that's not like one of your ideals of your family, like doesn't mean you can just talk about somebody. They're talk they're they're calling him all types of shit online. I bro. can imagine the comments. I wouldn't even read them. Bro, <laughs> I was Tom Brady, and he's probably dealt with that stuff all his all his career, bro. Yeah. Do you think about it, he's what 20, 20, How many years have you been in? I gotta be twenty. Yeah, I guess, what, 22, 23 years? 22 years, 23 years, bro. That's crazy number. Cra- that's wild to think crazy about. Crazy number. That's wild. You know what? But that's easy because, uh, shit, nigga don't get hit. If you hit him, bro, you out the game, yeah, you bro. Out the they throw flags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, nah, um, but, yeah, bro, like, that's, you know, that's one of the things, like, and, I, bro, I, to be completely honest, I used to be one of those people, like, like, always have something negative to say or, um, just because of like my environment, who I was hanging around, it was always like, like even if somebody was like, "Oh, I'm a, I want to participate in the, the talent show," just because I don't know, like I couldn't go and do that. I'd be like, oh, what you gonna do in the talent show? Like I try to roast somebody, like, "Oh, bro, what you gonna what you gonna jerk in the in the, in the talent show?" <laughs> the moonwalk. Your ass out here, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or like try to fry somebody, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? But, um, you know, I I I just knew, I just knew, I just knew that like spreading that hate like that doesn't do nothing for me bro like it's cool if you know you and your partners are chilling and y'all just you know y'all just messing around like how we like me and you like how we talk shit or like Mm -hmm. me coop or whatever but if you're like that's all you do and that's the only thing come out of your mouth like bro yeah do something else productive with your goddamn time (laughs) yeah come on bro yeah, and that's why it's so important. You got to shut out that noise. Like, mm-hmm. you have to really be, like, hone into yourself. And, like, that's why for me, like, it's it's easier for me to do these things, too, because I'm very, like, intentional. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very – I know my intentions. I'm coming from a good place. So if somebody tries to project to me that I'm doing things the wrong way, basically the way that they wouldn't do it. But then again, it's like you're not really living a free life, though. You're – when you judge me, when you say something about me, it kind of lets me know that you're kind of limited on yourself. You're not being fully free. Like you're kind of because of what you heard in the movie or how you were raised or how you, you know, how you grew up. You kind of aren't like open to being your full self because because of what people said. So then you try to then that inner voice in your head, you try to project it on other people that are trying to be themselves and be free. That's why, like, you know, like, uh. So I got a lot of respect for people that are like um, outside the norm, not outside the norm. I guess, I guess outside the norm is the right word. Like they don't do society's way of things. Mm. And especially like the good examples, like uh, when I think about an artist, I think about like Lil Nas X. Mm-mm. Like you think about like the stuff that he does in his videos and like the music, but then he makes still good music mm-hmm. and like top the charts and stuff like that. The way he is, it's kind of like, how can you not respect somebody who just doesn't give a fuck yeah. like not at all and like like little, you know little boosie and stuff like that mm-hmm. i respect boosie just as much as i respect lil nas x mm-hmm. because like they're speaking their truth they're yeah. speaking like even you don't have to agree with it even uh what's his name andrew tate mm-hmm. they they canceling him right now yeah and like that's the one thing i didn't like people were like oh he's doing this to young boys and stuff like that like well, then that's the parents' fault for them young boys, mm-hmm. for them to be influenced by whatever negative thing that you see. It starts with the parents. Mm-hmm. It don't start with the influencer. Yeah, He's speaking his truth. He's speaking how he operates at this time, his philosophies. Are they true? Are they real? I don't know, and I don't give a fuck. That's not mm-hmm. up for me to decide. He's putting it out in the world, and that's why I respect any other person that like speaks from the heart or they have a different view of whatever. 
it's not up to me to say if it's good or bad. And obviously there's certain things are morally wrong that you don't do that we as a human society don't accept. But, you know, if, if you're not killing nobody, if you're not raping women, if you're not, you know, raping anybody or molesting or you're not doing like, you know, something with like super ill will intent, mm -hmm. if you're just speaking words, like express yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what like America was supposedly supposed to be based off of in a certain mm -hmm. way is like freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. But now they're trying to take that away. And I, that's one thing I don't I don't like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you want to talk about these things, but when somebody has a counter argument or doesn't have a certain way of they don't agree with you mm -hmm. well you cancel them because they don't like what you like or they don't share the same values like mm -hmm. who are you yeah. nobody to tell somebody what they can't do and can't say i feel like when you do that too you limit those people from speaking up like yeah. how you know somebody might think of certain uh views or they might they might have stereotypes or or they might be biased towards certain things and they might keep it within themselves all their whole life. And they might not ever have the opportunity to see a different perspective because they're scared to speak up because they're going to get canceled. Mm. So it's like, when you don't have these conversations, it's open conversations, they're never going to be able to look in the mirror and see, is it really true on how they really feel? And if that's the best way how to, you know, they might be misinformed, mm. you know, not every black person with tattoos and dreads is a bad person. Exactly. Not every Mexican with a white T-shirt and probably some long socks <laughs> is always a thug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, like, not every white person that has a button-up with a comb-over is a smart guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when you don't have these conversations, you're always, like, shutting people out because they don't share the same view or whatever. Like, you're doing a disservice to everyone. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't really like the whole canceling thing. Like, if you don't like gay people, you don't like gay people. I don't mm -hmm. need to force you to like gay people or not. Mm -hmm. If you don't like straight people, I'm not trying to tell you to like or not like whatever. But at the end of the day, you got to respect people. Mm -hmm. You want this respect. You want people to love you and let you be yourself. But yet you don't want to let other people be themselves. Yeah. Like, fuck out of here. Like, you're a hypocrite, too. You're just as bad as the other person you, you say is racist. Like, you're just equally the same. Like, mm -hmm. if you're not letting people express themselves regardless of what they say, but that doesn't mean you still can't have a conversations. I, I I still think you can still have a debate. Yeah, you can still have talk and share your view. And I think the way you view this is wrong. Yeah, exactly. And this let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. But I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to express myself. But if you want to engage in the in the debate or conversation, I think it's health. It's healthy. Yeah, exactly. But to shut somebody out and not give people the opportunity, I think you're doing a disservice to everyone, including yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I like how you articulated yourself with, with that because it's it's 100% true, bro. Like, <clears throat> if you guys both have a difference of opinion and you label somebody as something just because they have a certain, it's like, okay, let's have this debate. Oh, you think like that? You're a misogynist. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're you're um, you must be gay because you're not attractive to me and, and I'm a woman. It's yeah. like, and and I, I I've seen that in like certain podcasts that I've watched. It's like they'll be like, okay, what would you say is the ideal man or woman like get out of yeah and they have these conversations and certain people's ideals will be looked at as okay like you're fine like basically like on the lines of like when they talk about men they're like it was funny because the girls like consistently were kind of saying like you know obviously that they don't want nobody out of shape you know they don't want no broke nigga like yeah yeah like without saying broke nigga they like, was just like oh, i don't want nobody that's you know that don't got bread like get out of yeah so that's cool like they have their their um their views their preferences now when the guys started talking about it mm. and they were like well you know i'm not attracted to bigger women or maybe i'm not attracted to skinny women and i want a woman that is like this that is nurturing maybe like this that doesn't act like that and they're like they kind of fit into the category of the women they were talking about that they're not attracted to so it was kind of like they were butting heads and arguing in the podcast, and it just led to, like, straight chaos. <laughs> I think you know what podcast I'm talking about. Yeah. The toxic one. Uh-huh. And um, I was just watching it. I'm like, damn, like, they're all up in arms, bro. They both, like, spoke their minds, spoke their opinions, but it's like they were the. I feel like the men were being limited on what they could say because you can't say a woman is, is, is big. You can't say you're not attracted to a woman because she's big. You can't say you're not attracted to a woman women because with kids or a woman with kids or um 
this, that, and the third. But it's certain things that are accepted. Like you can you can tell a man like, I'm not attracted to to uh, overweight guy, or I'm not attracted to someone who might not have be in the tax bracket that I want. You know what I mean? So it's just like like muzzling someone and what they like. It's like, oh, you must be gay. Um, I'm pretty. I'm this, this, and that. I necessarily would. I don't want to be with a woman that is on OnlyFans. And they'll start arguing, start going back and forth. It's like, it's like, well, well, why are you insecure? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you must be. <laughs> you. It's like, being, oh, well, you must be like this, this, and that. Yo, you're a misogynist. You sound like uh-huh. one of those who. And they, you know, they start going back and forth with this banter, bro. But, you know, if everybody just speaks their opinions, has their own. Like everybody's gonna have their own ideals of what they want and their preferences, and that's okay. It is. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you're attracted to what you're attracted to. I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we're our own people. We're living in our own worlds, our own realms, and like what you perceive as as right might not be my perception. But at the same time, you're cool. Like I'm not gonna try to change your world or change things about your world to fit to mine. You right. Feel what I'm saying. Yeah, everything's subjective. Everything's preference. Everything you're on your own. That's what I'm saying. People forget you're on your own world, like of what you like, what you don't mm-hmm. like, what you prefer, what you don't prefer, mm-hmm. and like who am I to tell you, you know, that's not right or mm-hmm. you're being this, you're being that. Like, who cares? Like, I'm not that person. I'm not living their life. Like, I like what I like, and for me, it's like, you know, me. I have, you know, for me, I can never answer, what's your type in women. I don't have a type. I have like a situation. For me, it's like very situational. Like you can be black, you can be white, you can be Mexican, you can be Indian, you can be Korean, you can be Filipino, you can be anything. Like for me, it's like I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. I don't really have a like certain type. I don't know. For me, it's like obviously I have, I do believe like every single person in the world is beautiful. I really truly do believe it because somebody does view you as beautiful i might not be attractive to you but i don't think that doesn't mean you're beautiful you know what i mean i think there's somebody else in the world that will be attracted to you that seeks what you have whatever qualities energy you bring personality like you you see this like um i forgot where i was gonna go but that's what i'm saying like a lot of things are subjective it's a preference and for me, I have my own preference. I have my own qualities that I look for, energy. For me, like personality, energy. Could I have deep conversation with you? Like, are you down to earth? I don't want maybe somebody who talks about uh, materialistic things. I don't want to get with somebody that talks about celebrities all day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to somebody that's always trying to go out all the time. Like, you know, why are we going? Why, what are we celebrating? You know, I'm trying to build something. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to... You know, make myself a better person. Can you make me a better person? Can I make you a better person? Can we work through our issues? Can we be better people for the world? Can we create an impact? That's what I'm about. And so, like, I want somebody that fits that. So, and you might be a person that likes, you know, Goyard, you know, uh, MCM, you know, uh, Michael Kors, uh, you know, Christian Dior and all that other type of stuff. And, and you might be all up in that world and, you know, city girl and stuff like that. Cardi B. And you should. That's what you like. That's what you like. But if that is what you're all about, though, then I'm good. You might be somebody. I can have conversations with you. You might be attractive. I might just want one thing out of you, though. But it might not be a relationship. <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's me. That doesn't mean is it right? Is it wrong? I don't care what you view as. That's just me. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's how you should view it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to push my morals and my values and what I look for in women <clears throat> onto you. But at the same time, it's a preference. My preference. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just me. Yeah. And like I think people forget that. People try to. That's what I'm saying. I think it's healthy to have debates, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this misogynist? What's the word? A misogynist? Misogynist. If you do this and this. I think it's a good debates. I like people to have... I think you should have debates on things. I think that's yeah. fun. But at the same time, you have to understand, like... Yeah, I forgot you say the word. Misogynistic. Misogynistic. Is, it, is this misogynistic if 
Sorry, sorry. Somebody will correct this. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody will, bro. But like, I, as you can tell, I don't really give a fuck about that either. There's a reason why I don't really know the work. Cause I don't really care for labels. Yeah. For me, it's like what's here. Like you know, what, what do you really feel? How you truly feel? How you treat people? I could really give a damn what you like or what you do. For me, it's like how do you treat people? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm a judge, the only thing I'm a judge is how you treat people. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. How you can treat people that can do absolutely nothing for you. That's one of the things that that I weigh myself on and a little bit of other people. It's like, because people will treat you good when they feel like you have value to them. When mm-hmm. you feel like you add value to them or have something for them or maybe opportunity. opportunity or maybe you're nice to your parents because you're expecting them to leave you something, you know, or maybe you're you're nice to a girl because you feel like one day she's gonna mm-hmm. like open that door <laughs> yeah open that door and you guys can date or whatever but like when you feel like when you know that someone's maybe not gonna give you what you want how are you gonna treat that person or how are you gonna treat that person that you know can't do nothing for you and you're you're in a situation are you still gonna hold that door for that person are you still gonna have that conversation like are you still gonna do these type of things or are you gonna be an asshole you know what I mean? And I feel like how you treat that person is how you truly are. It's easy to be nice to the president. It's easy to be nice to your boss. How are you going to treat the people that are still on, that maybe are on your level or you feel like are below you? You know what I'm saying? And that speaks volumes to like you at your core. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, because the thing is, things can, things can always change. Mm-hmm. Like that one person at your job that – you never really gave a lot of energy to, or like that one girl in high school that wasn't quote unquote to you pretty or attractive. And you always cold shoulder bro, bro her or whatever like that. And then she comes out of high school and you see her years later and now, she, now she's attractive. Now she's bad. And now you're like, what the hell? Who is this? Now you're trying to get into the DMS now, uh, but sometimes depending on the woman or the man, they'll remember. They always remember like, so, like, later on when you try to hit him up, like, I remember when you didn't want nothing to do with me. Now, because you see this now, now you want some, like, bye. <laughs> and I see that all the time, too. And also, like, even at the work level, even on the football field, things change very fast. You know, you can be broke today, rich tomorrow. You can be attracted today, not attracted tomorrow. You can not have no value depending on someone's eyes and their perspective and then Next day, they hit the lottery for millions of dollars, and now they're hitting you up to, let's kick it, bro, like that type of shit. Or now you got a platform. Now you got this. Like, we're humans. We have, we have instincts. So, like, my pretty good instinct is, like, being able to see opportunist, like a person that's an opportunist. Like, oh, you, you're trying to gain something from me. Yeah. And I'm not stupid. I might talk to you. You might have no idea that I know what you're doing. Or, like, you have some type of benefit that you can gain from me. But I'm able, and I'm very nice to not confront you unless it's, like, disrespectful. And I'm I'm a very confrontational person. Like, yeah, I'm very nice and vulnerable and, like, sweet and loving because that's who I truly want to be and I really feel that to my core. But at the same time, I'm very skeptical, too. I could read your energy and I, I might read wrong, too. So, but... I trust my gut instinct. I'm willing, I'm willing to make my mistake on my gut instinct than to just, you know, just go with what I, f- like, I, I don't like to do things based off no logic or no emotional attachment of a gut feeling. I'm not just going to listen to you. Like, I'm going to listen to you, but I'm going to listen very, very hard to, like, try to catch anything that you're saying that is... Reminds me of a snake. You know, somebody's going to underhand me or try to play me or try to take advantage of me. Because I'm the type of person that will talk to you even if I feel... Actually, you know, it's funny. I don't look at people with, like, value sometimes. I just speak from the heart. You know, I just try to really help people and try to have a conversation with anyone. So that... Some people could use that as an advantage. But I've already been through a little bit of life. So, like, I kind of know the tendencies of other people and with their habits and actions and the way you phrase things and your words. And I'm able to dictate where you're trying to go or where you're trying to gain and what I have to offer if I have to look within that. And so I'm able to distinguish that separation of an opportunist and somebody who's genuine because you need to have that. You need to be very, um, 
very aware of yourself and who you surround yourself with because, you know, you never know. Like, some people will take advantage of you, and you have to be very careful of that. Why? You got somebody in your I'm mind? I'm so sorry. <laughs> bro, I don't know why, what's wrong with me. I, I always end up doing that, bro. I don't know why. I'm, I just try not to laugh. I think about it. It's like in my head, and then I try not to laugh. Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> And I look at you and you're starting to lose it. So it's just like, it's hard for me. But <laughs> um, to get on back onto the topic um, and, you know, on the topic of this and, you know, a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. And we were talking about a little bit of the books that we were that we've read. Um, and I actually didn't even know you had read one of the books that I'm reading right now. Uh, the Mastery of Love by Dom Miguel Ruiz. And I was explaining to you, you know, um, uh, one of the chapters and stuff like that. And you kind of went into like, like um, how the book that I'm reading, the the uh, Mastery of Love and how The Way of a Superior Man um, is kind of like the same guide, different authors, but the same guide of like how you should be. Um, how did the, the Way of a Superior Man kind of mold and like uh, and and help you in a way when you were reading it and going through those tough times when you did read it that first time. Yeah, the book, The Way of the Superior Man, kind of showed me kind of what, how to eliminate the emotions a little bit. Like, have a structure. Like, it taught me um, basically a reflection of looking in the mirror because of situations I've been through and the actions that I would take or the way I would maybe respond to my woman or my family or even myself, my goals, work-life balance, relationships, it basically like creates a structure on basically the definition of that book, the philosophy of the way of a superior man. And it kind of shows like, there's a lot of like history in there too, in a way, like they reference back from back in the days of how men approach certain things. It's a very like, it's not like a, I, you know, what an alpha is is very subjective to each person of what that means. But to me, like an alpha is it's a great quote from a, I think it was like a Japanese warrior. I think it was based off the, the book of The Art of War. It goes like, mm-hmm. would you rather be the... The warrior in the garden or the gardener in a war? Yeah. So it kind of basically that the book of The Way Superior Man kind of gave me that philosophy like you need to be able to be dangerous. Like you need to be able to be able to protect your family when things get when a situation gets thrown at you, whether it's a drug per, a drunk person, a confrontation at work, somebody being disrespectful, or somebody breaking into your house. You need to be able to defend yourself. And so like that book kind of shows you how to be a protector with your uh, that book kind of like showed me like how to be a protector and how to be a, a nourisher as well like basically tapping in with your masculine and your feminine side people think that masculine is means only men or like feminine means women but masculine and feminine we all have that every man every woman has masculine and feminine now it kind of the measurement is subjective to the person whether you observe somebody or whether you observe yourself. Me, I'm more of a masculine man, but I'm tapping in more towards my feminine side, which is like expressing myself, being vulnerable, crying, um, having conversations that I would try to avoid, admitting my faults, admitting that I'm wrong, you know, watching a sad movie or like, you know, tapping in to my feminine side to be able to strengthen my masculine side. So like that book kind of distinguishes masculine and feminine energies and how powerful it is for a man to have both. And because, I mean, uh, for me, I kind of experience it with the feedback that I get with myself. Kind of like Drake, right? Drake said in a one song, just because I, just because I show my emotions doesn't mean that I'm pussy. And the ones who say something about it are not for the guys who don't get pussy, even though it's kind of like split what I just said, but that's Drake lyrics. But basically, like, just because I show you my emotion doesn't mean I'm weak. And just because, you know, I'm trying to be more masculine 
doesn't mean I'm not feminine too. It's like, so there's a lot of like, there's a balance. There's a lot of power in having masculine and feminine energies because you get a lot of respect. A lot of people will respect you because you're being honest and vulnerable and you're being your authentic self. You're still dangerous, but you're still able to cry and share your emotions and go through your emotions. And that's real strength, you know, being vulnerable and like, you know, speaking your truth and not being afraid of what any man or any woman or anybody says about how you carry yourself. So like the, the basically the book of the way superior man kind of showed me how I should approach my relationships with it. Whether if you're a man or you're a woman, like for me and, you know, my situation with my woman, it kind of showed me how to love unconditionally and to be able to understand the psychology and emotions of women also of a man too, that gets in the way of causing arguments over the smallest things so like that book kind of gives you like a blueprint on how you should handle yourself with your goals and your work and also relationships and actual i mean and and actually um sex as well your approach between sex um not having sex with uh based off pornography or like transactional sex but actually being fully present in passionate sex and like it, it, it talks a lot about in that book the way how I feel has less problematic and a full expression of like the human experience and how it should be. Uh, how it should be is like a hard way to say it, but uh, not the right word probably I, I would say. But there's a guy, there's a lot of good philosophies in that book that could remove some of your struggles in relationships in that book that helped me so far. Okay, okay. And, and when you're saying the 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 messages in that book and messages in the mastery of love they 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 go together um is it kind of like the same thing you just talked about like a lot of the messages that you were saying that that you got from that yeah if i were to compare both books one of the things that they always talk about a lot is um loving without conditions loving yourself and loving that person without conditions loving your partner unconditionally loving yourself unconditionally and not be too hard on yourself and a lot of rewiring in those books of what you were taught from movies pornography um your past relationships what you heard seen whatever experienced like a, a lot of rewiring a lot of reframing of your mind of all the toxic things that got into your head of how things should be and so when i compare those books like hand in hand it kind of shows you how a authentic person should be. So basically like those books, um, if I were to compare it is it teaches you how to love yourself and people unconditionally and truly unconditionally. Obviously it's not going to just happen just because you read the book doesn't mean you're going to love people unconditionally immediately. It's a progress and it has a frame of philosophies that can instill in your head. So when those situations come where insecurity comes about, you remember that book of this certain phrase, and you're like, okay, I know in the way of a superior man, if I do this or if I'm if I'm letting this bug me, it's because I'm letting that judge in my head because of whatever I learned get in between now. And so that book kind of really shows you like how to be your authentic self. At the end of the day, that's what you should be, not what society says or what anybody says. You should be your, your authentic self not be scared of showing emotions, not be scared of, you know, speaking up and being, you know, very opinionated because you're scared of getting canceled. Like, you know, make them make the mistakes, be okay with the mistakes, be your authentic self. Don't be afraid to be that. And that's kind of like what I get from those two books. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, so far, in the master of love, bro. Cause I haven't, I haven't, uh, beyond the way of a superior man. I haven't read that one yet. I started to listen to the audio book, listen to like about 30, 40 minutes of it, of the beginning. Um, but that's when I have to finish. But the, the mastery of, of love by Don Miguel Reese, bro. I have to give that like a, a 10 out of 10 so far, bro. I'm on chapter six going on chapter seven. And bro, like some of the gems that, that, that he's putting in there, bro kind of make me like readjust my like mentality and like stuff in my relationship and it's like it kind of makes me look at I, I i like it it makes me look at myself and my situation and how i react to certain things 
and it's like I feel like it, the book is talking to me like and like you said like loving without conditions like that's one of the things that I was just like or or not carrying like old stuff into your new relationship and and just a whole bunch of gems that was like like just flowing through that book bro and I'm reading it and I'm like bro this dude and he's like all his analogies all his chapters stuff that he talks about he he talks about stuff in a sense where everybody can understand it like it's not too complex it's not super long 50 page chapters where you get lost and and confused on the stuff he talks about he talks directly about hey this is what we're talking about in this chapter we'll do whoop here's an analogy here's an example and like everything is like so clear and all of the points are like hidden with me and i'll like go back and reread certain chapters just to reassure myself and and even with his other, it was like that with the four agreements as well. The stuff about the four agreements where I'll be like, there's certain like toxic, toxic traits about me that like I'm trying to fix. And sometimes like I'll have to catch myself like, like even if it's like replying, like replying to a message or maybe replying to negativity. That's one I struggle with is replying to negativity, even at work, like replying to negativity. It's just like, like kill him with kindness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like not taking anything personal you know not assuming this person is his agenda is to attack you or anything like that but his but i love his books bro like so far like that's probably one of my favorite artists yeah I mean, authors authors i said artists but uh no the, uh his son he has like a few sons i forgot his name luis don luis miguel ruiz i forgot but he was saying something or jose he was saying something that like when people read the book the son was like, um, he was like, hey, when I read this book, it just makes so much sense. It's like you're speaking to me. It's like it's, everything is so true. And and, the, and Don Miguel Ruiz is like the reason why it makes so much sense is the reason why it's so easy to digest is because it's integrity talking to integrity. So, like, when you read the book, it connects because it's truth. Like, when the truth, you know, when you hear the truth, you don't question it. Mm -hmm. When you experience the truth, you don't question the truth, really. And so when you read that book, it just connects because there's a lot of truth in there. Because when you actually take a step back and you like be able to like just read or listen, you're able to connect your dots. You're like, oh damn, like that's what I'm doing, or that's what this is what I did, or this is how I view things, and it's not working out too good right now. So, and then the way they put it out in the book, in the Four Agreements, Mastery of Love, this whole collection that he has, like each book has a lot of very like relatable and just common it's common sense almost like when you read it you're just like well fuck the duh like damn this makes sense the reason why it's hard for me to love somebody is because i'm loving them on conditions if they do this i'll love them if they don't cheat on me i won't cheat on them like you know these certain things if if they make me better i'll make them better if they let me do what i want to do i'll let them do what they want to do you know what nah i let let me just let me do what I want to do and they can only do certain things. Like that's how it is in a lot of relationships too. Like, you know, you know, do what's it called? Do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. And you taught us that as a kid almost or in school sometimes or at work. And sometimes you, then you do that to your relationships. And that's where all that problem, the conflict, these little small arguments that make it bigger than what it is because it's a more deeper root cause. It's not because, they didn't flush the toilet it's because they don't ever listen to you when you tell them to flush the toilet and they always leave it like you know it's like these little it's deeper it's always deeper and so like my thing is always like getting to the root cause and that in his books it's always the root cause it's a behavior your habit your perspective the way you view things that causes this like conflict that's why there's a lot of power in like a lot of these books and I'm telling you, you could learn a lot of stuff and you can grow by reading. So like reading certain books like from Don Miguel Ruiz or like some of these health help, self-help books that people like to shit on. Like there's a lot of good stuff in there that could really help you and like transcend your relationships within yourself and people. Yeah, facts, facts. Yeah, he he, he wanted them ones. I'm not going to lie because... Mm -hmm. If I'm reading your book, bro, I, do, I, I don't like, like, I've never been the type to, like, actually, like, just sit down and just read hella books. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, you know, it just all depends on the author and, it, like, my passion for the book. So, like, the self-help books, I can read those books all day. But if it's, like, a book about 
goddamn Christopher Columbus <laughs> and how he was um, such a great person. I, I can't. I, I'm not passionate about that, bro. I can't read that. Or something about my culture. Oh, yeah, I can. I can read a book about that or something about my my uh, history, my real history. I can read books about that or anything like that. It's just like it's hard to for me to be like passionate about like uh, a topic or something that and to be completely honest, I don't care about, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that this, you know, this author, he's definitely, um, you know, sounds like a great person and someone that I would definitely want to talk to or even interview one day. Mm, that'll be dope. That would be dope, bro. Hey, we could get him on bro. What? Yeah. I seen him get on other podcasts too. We could. Oh, That'd be dope to do. One day. Don Miguel Ruiz. <laughs> That'd be clean. He's still alive. So we oh, gotta we, get him. <laughs> no, we gotta get him while he's while he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, one question I wanted to to ask you. So, in these books, Loving Without Condition, um, what was the point in you know any of your relationships that you have, whether with family or in a, um, you know, in your love life, where you've you've kind of it kind of clicked to you like dang loving this person without condition loving this person unconditionally is actually beneficial for both of us and changing that and loving to that extent makes everything go smoother from you reading these books and changing your way of thinking yeah i think about it right now it came straight up to my mind too like when you love people unconditionally it removes the expectations that you're trying to force on somebody that's not them like sometimes you get in relationships because you want this person to be this you want this person to have this type of status or this philosophy you want this person to let you do whatever the hell you want to do but yet you only want them to do certain things and so like when you like love people unconditionally what the book taught me and from reading it and my own experience it taught me to like honestly create less friction in a relationship. It taught me to actually love the person and to like not judge them and to not make them feel bad for a mistake they make or something like that because then they also do that back to me. So like it basically like you kind of remove the expectations of what you're trying to force on somebody. You know, you can't force a cat to be a dog, you know what I mean? Like you can't. And sometimes we do that in relationships. We try to treat a a dog like a cat and try to have the expectations of a cat for a dog. Like I'm not trying to like, you know, labels people like that, but like that's literally what we do. Sometimes we, we, we try to create people to be this image when they're not that. So when you do that, you completely removed from loving them. And like people have like a lot of value. People have like a lot of strengths that you might not even realize. Like there's a lot of things that you might not even notice that, actually help strengthen your weaknesses or like, you know, your parts where you're not balanced, like loving somebody unconditionally does really does show you what you also didn't even know you needed. So it kind of removes like the stress, the conflict, you're able to go to the movies and go to the bar or go to the beach. You're able to go to the park. You're able to play a video game together. You're able to like do all these random things when you love somebody unconditionally because then they'll they will want to do what you want to do because you enjoy it and they want to have you know share a good time with you like so basically like, for me like loving people unconditionally like really showed me um it took so much so much stress off like this conflict these arguments like me trying to force somebody to be a certain way it really just made my relationship so much better like yeah. letting go of all that stuff yeah facts facts okay yeah, and I think uh I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, you know, I appreciate you. Like like always, we're having good conversation. Um, you know, we've been we were talking longer than we did the podcast, but you know, um, you know, it's always good, you know, catching up and, and being able to have conversations on and off the camera. You know what I mean? All it all it is is, you know, when we having these deep conversations, only difference is press and record. That's yeah. the only difference. This is like regular shit that we talk about, bro. And, you know, we appreciate you guys, you know, always being there and tapping in with us, um, reposting our, our, our videos, subscribing to us. And, you know, we genuinely love and appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, 
and uh you know thank you for the 300 subscribers you know 3200 on, on ig how many on tiktok now almost nine thousand. you said almost nine almost nine thousand. yeah almost oh shit. yeah almost, there. <laughs> almost nine thousand on tiktok you know we 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 love and appreciate y'all man so um once again thank y'all for tapping in with us and we'll see you next time on self-revelations podcast sheesh Thank you.